Dunkumentaries is presented by SeatGeek. Right now, our producer, Emma, is on her way to meet our other producer, Joe. They both bought tickets to the Nets game using SeatGeek on my dime. Turns out there are SeatGeek ads on this subway car. How crazy is that? What a coincidence. I don't think I've ever seen them on subway, and now here they are. Joe just texted me that seats are good, so thanks SeatGeek for that. Okay, I'm finally in Brooklyn, coming out of the subway. Getting my tickets out um, on the SeatGeek app, and I've got to put the recorder away because they're going to confiscate it otherwise. So, signing off. SeatGeek is your ticket to live games. At least that's what it said on the F train. In 1946, the New York Knicks traveled to Canada to play on the very first official NBA game against the Toronto Huskies. So the Knickerbockers took a train up to Toronto the day before the game. The train was stopped at Niagara Falls for the custom and immigration inspectors. That's Charlie Rosen, who wrote a book about the first season of the NBA. So the uniformed officer looked at the Knicks and saw all these big guys. And he asks one of the players, Who are you? The coach says very proudly, we're the New York Knicks. And the inspector replies, I've heard of the New York Rangers, but not the Knicks. And the coach, Neil Kohalan, said, they play hockey, we play basketball. And the inspector said, well, I don't think you're going to find anybody up this way who understands your game, who are at all interested in it either. And he turned out to be right. From ESPN, this is Dunkumentaries, a podcast miniseries celebrating the slam dunk in all its glory. I'm Adnan Verk. Professional basketball only lasted for a year before the Huskies folded. But 50 years later, basketball is thriving in Canada. And to let you in on a little secret, I'm actually from Toronto. So today you're going to hear the story of how my home country proved that immigrations inspector wrong, forgot about hockey, sort of, and fell in love with professional basketball, and how Vince Carter and the 2000 dunk contest helped bring it all about. This building just exploded. Half man, half amazing. So it's 1994. And Canada has changed somewhat since the Knicks took that train up to Toronto to play against the Huskies. Toronto is a, such a multicultural place. This is Leo Routens, a former Canadian pro basketball player who's now the television analyst for the Toronto Raptors. It's unbelievable. You know, you walk down the main streets here, you hear everything but English. But in every place these people come from, there's a pro league where they play basketball. And because we're such a melting pot, we got athletes here. We got some crazy athletes. All these immigrants have come into the city. They don't really care about hockey, Canada's national sport. They care about basketball. But there's no one to root for, no one to get behind. 
that on May 15th, 1994, the Toronto Raptors arrive and everything changes. Suddenly, all these people with basketball in their blood have a focus, and the city starts to move to a new beat. Robertson for three. Two on one developing. Ross all the way in. He's a high flyer. Deep round. Touch. The The fans got what they wanted. And people are actually going to the games. For the first season, the Sky Dome, where the Raptors played back then, was packed to the brim. Even though Leo Routon says there was still a sizable chunk of the city that was a little clueless about what they were watching. We had to educate a country about the game. Here's a three seconds, here's a double dribble. And at the same time many Canadians were learning about the game, the Raptors poured money into development programs for kids. They were trying to build a grassroots fan base. I'm flying into Toronto, and as we're coming down low enough, and you know, I'm looking around, I'm, oh man, there's a, there's a hoop on that driveway. There's a hoop on that driveway. Are you kidding me? Like, this is a city where you never saw this. Well, something's happening here. It's something, something really is, is happening here. But there was one big problem. The Raptors weren't very good. Things did not look good from a team perspective. Glenn Grunwald was the Raptors' general manager from 1997 to 2004. Toronto finished last in its division in the franchise's first three seasons, and the Vultures were circling. There was a lot of media speculation that this franchise was not going to survive and would relocate somewhere else to the United States. That actually did happen to the Vancouver Grizzlies not long afterwards. The league forced them to move to Memphis, and Toronto wasn't looking much better. Attendance was declining. Isaiah Thomas, who helped found the franchise, left, and Damon Stoudemire fan favorite and star of the Raptors, forced to trade to the Portland Trailblazers. The team had hit rock bottom. But then on June 24th, 1998, I'd like to announce a trade. Toronto has traded the rights to Antoine Jameson to Golden State for the rights to Vince Carter plus cash consideration. Vince Carter was traded to the Raptors, and immediately the team took on a new aura. Curry slipped in and stole it away from Strip. Oh, and oh, Vince oh, Carter oh, wheels it down ahead to Vince Carter. Showtime! What a blow this big lead they have built up. Oh, can you believe that dunk? Vince Carter was tearing up games with his dunks and aggressive play. In his first season, Vince was named Rookie of the Year, an all-rookie first team. And quickly, the fans fell in love. When he got there, he shot like a rocket. It was unbelievable how, how fast they loved him. That's Dee Brown, who was the Raptors' captain when Vince went to Toronto. He says Vince changed the identity and the culture of the team. But while Carter and the Raptors were big in Toronto, people south of the border weren't really paying much attention. Then the 2000 dunk contest happened. Tonight, Vince Carter has nobody except himself and the basket. Now remember, there hadn't been a dunk contest in two years. In 1998, the league took a break from the competition, and in 99, there was a lockout. So 2000 comes around, and suddenly there's all this hype, and most of it revolved around Vince Carter. When the dunk contest was announced and they said Vince Carter was in it, it was, people came to see Vince. They didn't know what he was gonna do. 
but it came to see Vince. That's because Vince was already pulling out crazy jams in Raptors games. Everybody knew the dunks he did. He was doing dunk contest dunks in the games. So we're ready for the first slam dunk competition in three years, the last time. But this was a different stage, under the lights in Oakland, California. Vince Carter was ready for his close-up. Here he is talking in a 2014 documentary on Canadian Sportsnet. I walked out there and just looked into the arena. I was like, for all the time I was taping the dunk contest, studying it like it was a final exam for years, my opportunity's here. The man that this crowd wants to see, Vince Carter, who had told Kenny Smith that he has. When it's his turn, Carter is prowling the center of the court. And after about 10 seconds of pacing up and down, he sets off towards the basket. Vince Carter with his first stop. <laughs> Let's go home. Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. It's an amazing reverse 360 degree dunk. The crowd goes nuts, and Carter is just strutting around and puffing out his chest. Because I was just, I felt like I had wings. And when I did that dunk right there, I said, these guys don't have a chance. <laughs> oh my goodness, you know what I'm saying? Let's just sign the check over. Let's go home, call it a night. Let's see who's going for second place. But Carter's still got four dunks left to do, and the crowd is just going wild. Every time he steps up, they're expecting to see something new. Here's Leo Routens again. I was on my couch at home, and I like I fell off the couch on some of those. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I, mean, I was on the floor with Dr. J. I've been on the floor with Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, all these guys. But nobody did these things. The Canadian basketball journalist Chris Young was covering the contest for the Toronto Star. And I'll totally remember the last one where he stuck his elbow in and hung on the rim, which is was the only one that nobody exploded at because they were all just busy picking their jaws up off the floor. Wait, timeout, timeout. Can, can I take a timeout? Can we take a timeout? And that's all Vince Carter wanted, to make that crowd that night sit up and take notice. That day put Toronto on the map. After that night, Canadian basketball would never be the same. All of a sudden, Vince Carter reigns supreme, and Vince Sanity took over the NBA. Carter to the basket! Oh, oh wow! Oh, you come oh, And oh. again! Love. Vince Carter, the reverse jam on the When I got back, and all of a sudden, people were asking me, oh, you were there, you know, you saw that. That was really cool. And these were people who were not the kind who would be paying attention to basketball. And I think the hook really got set that night. Finally, Toronto had a player and a team the city could be proud of. That year, the Raptors made the playoffs for the first time. Here's youth basketball coach Tony McIntyre. There was a sense of Toronto pride. There was a sense of individual pride. And I think that was a you know, turning point for Vince as well, where he became Toronto's kid. He, you know, he was he was a product of Toronto, even though he wasn't from here. He put Toronto on the map in terms of that dunk competition and the NBA, which in turn, I think, put a lot of kids onto basketball. Because the kids watching that night back in Toronto weren't normal kids. In fact, they were future NBA players. Kids like Nick Stauskas, Anthony Bennett, Andrew Wiggins, and Corey Joseph. You know, obviously, we tried those those dunks on a, my Fisher Price net. <laughs> That's Joseph, who plays for the 2016 Raptors. Vince was huge for the city, you know, of Toronto and the country. 
inspired a lot of, you know, the youth of Canada. These kids watched Vince Carter and they thought, hey, maybe we can do that one day. You know, seeing Vince Carter do that, that was like me see a man fly. And, you know, that kind of just was like a turning point for me basketball-wise. Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers grew up in Toronto. He was eight when Vince won the dunk contest. I think if you ask every young Canadian that, that, that's playing in the NBA right now, you know, Vince Carter was like our Michael Jordan. And, and them just being involved in the community really gave us hope and made us believe that we can one day be at that level and be NBA players. Now there are 12 Canadian players in the NBA, and nine of them are from the greater Toronto area. When the Cavs drafted Andrew Wiggins in 2014, Canada became the first country outside the U.S. to have back-to-back -back number one draft picks. Do you see these younger players now that are in the league now that are from Canada? That's all because of Vince Carter. They're the guys who are going to be leading Canada out in Rio this summer, trying to win the country's first basketball gold medal. It's been an uphill battle since that immigration guard at Niagara told the Knicks they should probably go back where they came from. But now there are all these great Canadian players. And really, when it comes down to it, it's all because of that one night, under the lights in Oakland, when Vince Carter took on the basketball world and won. Left hand doing all this. Oh, it's not. It's over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. Judges are coming over the table to congratulate Vince Carter. This is unheard of. Oh, my goodness gracious. It is over. Did I call it? Thanks to Sports Center anchor Adnan Verk, who hosted this episode, and to Joe Sykes and Joe Fuentes, who produced it. Mixing and sound design by Mitra Kaboli. Additional production support from David Jacoby, Emma Morgenstern, Andrew Norton, Jordan Shulkin, Dave Smith, Kevin Wilds, and me, Ryan Nantel. Special thanks to Sportsnet for letting us use audio from their 2014 documentary, The Reimagination of VC, and the NBA as well. Rowan Barrett and Dan McKenzie provided background information for this story. Subscribe to Dunkumentaries on iTunes or in the Listen tab of the ESPN app. If you want to see Vince Carter in the 2000 Dunk Contest, visit us at ESPN.com slash Dunkumentaries. Find us on Twitter at Dunkumentaries. Thanks for listening. And on the next episode of Dunkumentaries... Hey, Kevin Wilds here. I think we're almost at the point where there aren't any new earth-shattering dunks left to do. My buddy Jacoby tries to convince me that I'm wrong. There's going to be no end to dunking, just like there's going to be no end to painting. It's a great point, and I'm having difficulty rebutting it. Hear me lose that argument in the last episode of Dunkumentaries, available now in the Listen tab of the ESPN app or on iTunes.